Can we give the Lord a praise? How many are thankful you're here today? Amen. We want to welcome you. There's still others coming in. Praise God for that. We just want to go ahead and get the service started so we can get some announcements and get into our worship. But we thank you for being here at Calvary this morning. God is here. Freedom is here. Amen. And I'm so thankful for freedom, aren't you? Um, in a way of announcements, we just want to go over these real quickly here for the men. Uh, men, make sure that you pick up one of these cards. It will keep you in line of what's coming up for our uh, events. But the next one that we're going to be doing is on July the 16th. So that will be our picnic, our annual summer picnic that we're going to get together. And it's going to be at Gypsy Hill Park. And the, we have come up with a time now. I've spoken with a pastor about this. And we feel like that with the heat and everything like it is, that would be better to start that picnic around 5 o'clock that evening. So it won't be early on that day. It'll be at 5. Uh, the women also will be having their cookout on July the 24th. And theirs also is at 5 p.m. So ladies... Mark that on your calendar as well. So everybody likes to eat cooked out food, right? So we're looking forward to that. We want you just to get in a frame of mind, you know, this is a day of independence. This is a day we celebrate and we thank God that we have freedom in America, but more importantly that we got freedom in Christ. Amen. So we're going to ask the worship team to come at this time. They're going to sing a song, and then we'll go, we'll go back into this uh, prayer and worship, okay? Amen. Stand up with us this morning. Good morning. How many is glad for the freedom that you have as a nation this morning? Amen. How many is glad for the freedom that you have in Christ? Amen. Hallelujah. My eyes have seen the glory of
us. Can we give the Lord a praise in the house today? How many are thankful that his truth is marching on in the midst of all of the immorality, in the midst of the corruption and all? God is still marching on. He is still on the throne. Aren't you thankful for that? Amen. You can be seated for a moment. You know, the Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is their Lord in Amen. Psalms chapter 33. I am so thankful that America is still, even though we have seen some very evil times and perilous times, I still got hope, I still got faith, and I still got belief that God is going to take America back. Amen? Amen. We, we got to hold our faith together and believe. We've seen some major things there's been a paradigm shift that's already been taking place across our country concerning Roe and things like that, right? I'm not ashamed to say it, amen. It's a time that the church starts shouting out to God and thanking Him for appointing and putting people in place that's going to bring morality back into America, amen. And we're thankful to be and proud to say that truly we're Americans. How many can we say that we're thankful also for our military? For our first responders, amen? Can we just have them stand? If you're a first responder or you're a military person in here, would you stand so we can honor you today, please? Come on, let's give them a hand, amen? We honor you. We thank you for your service, amen? And we want to pray for our military. We want to continue to pray for our first responders, don't we? especially in the day and time we're living in right now. So we're going to pray before we get ready to go back into worship, and we're going to ask God to continue to bless America, but also to bless this church. Amen. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We are, Lord, a country, Lord, who needs to be having God back in America. But, Lord, we, re we see some, some events taking place. We see that there are people that you've allowed, as your word says, that you appoint people for such a time as this. And we're believing for a paradigm shift. We're believing, God, that immorality will turn to morality. God, that we're going to see, Heavenly Father, uh, the morals of God come back into this country that, that we call free freedom, Lord, that we have to honor, Lord, our military, our servicemen. I'm asking God that you would bless them. I'm asking God that you would protect them and God that you would favor them as they serve our great country. And so, Father, as we get ready, Lord, to go into this worship, we are reminded, Lord, that we're most thankful for the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. Father, it was your love for us that while we were yet sinners, you died for us. Yes, you sent your only begotten Son, Lord, to take our place on Calvary, there on the cross. And because of the shedding of your blood, we have hope. We have remission for our sins. Lord, Father, please, God, revive America. Please, Lord, we're begging not just revive America, revive your church again, God. Yes. That your church may be able to rejoice and have joy in you once again, God, and proclaim liberty for whom the Son of God has set free, Lord, in this house today. We are free indeed, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Let's all say in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. amen. God bless amen. us. Worship Hallelujah. The Lord. Stand with us again. Let's worship him.
Man, he has done great things. Amen. Hallelujah.
for what he's still yet to do. How many believes he's still going to do more great things in our midst? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are not fighting our battles, church. We are not alone, and the battle belongs to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we are fighting, Lord. We are in your army because you are leading this war, God.
morning, church, in Christ. Hallelujah. The battle belongs to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we just love you and magnify your name. Hallelujah. You are great this morning. Lord, we just magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord. Thank you, God. There's nothing too hard for you, God. We lay our fears. We lay our worries. Our stressors, Lord, we lay them at your feet this morning. God, we lay our nation at your feet this morning, God. Send us a revival once again, Lord.
church. Let's give the Lord a big hand this morning. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many would say this morning that God has done something great in your life? How many would you say uh, in just the last couple months, God has answered some prayers that you've been praying? Amen. So what I want us to do this morning, you didn't come for a, really for a sermon. You really didn't come for, for uh, just another worship service because if you did, you really came for the wrong reason. What you really came for, whether you know it or not, you came to get a touch for your eternal soul. It's what you came for. Because if you didn't come for that, just another worship set or just another sermon really ain't going to help us. What we need is the eternal God, the eternal, the eternal spirit, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that Holy Spirit to touch our spirit, which says it quickens us and it makes us alive. So how many of you have a, down in your spirit this morning, you need a refreshing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a quickening this morning down in your spirit. So what I want you and I to do is to look at that a little different this morning. That Lord, I, I, I'm the one, not my brother, not my sister, Lord, but it's me standing in the need of prayer. It's me standing in the need of uh, Holy Spirit, you touching me this morning. It's a personal, it's a me thing. So what I want you to do, I want us all to close our eyes, and I want us all, this is going to be a, this, uh, even though that we're standing, it's going to be a posture, a prayer of us honoring him and going to him with our hands straight up. They're going to be straight up in the air, honoring him for what he has done for us. And what he is doing for us right now, what he's going to do for us in the future. But most of all, Holy Spirit, I need you to work inside of me and refresh me right now. So I want them to sing that one more time. And I want them to give it all they got, the band, the singers. And I want us to take, get everything off, other thing off of our mind right now. And let's ask the Holy Spirit to quicken us. Come on, church. Let's sing it. Let's get that stuff out of us. I need the Holy Spirit to quicken us. Hallelujah. Oh. 
light upon the music just a minute. Let's sing that a cappella. Church. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. The Spirit of the Lord's in this building, not because your pastor said it is. He's just so hovering over us this morning. Out Reach out and touch him. You're not re again, you're not reaching out and touching a, a pastor or worship team. We come to worship the master this fourth of July. Lord, somebody needs a healing in their body right now. And I am asking you to bring that healing. Somebody needs a marriage put back together. Somebody needs a relationship put back together. Somebody needs a work issue. Let there be healing mentally. Depression, oppression, fall off in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Lord, put relationships together this morning. We worship you. Say that again. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great. Let's sing that again. Honey, do that three or four times. Let's sing that again. Great are you, Lord. You're great are you, Lord. Give the Lord a big hand. And as you're giving him a big hand, thank him for touching you this morning. Come on, let's give him a praise this morning. Come on, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Can you say amen this morning? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Before you see it, turn around and, well, before we do that, just stay in this atmosphere of prayer. I'm going to ask Pastor John and Pastor Amanda to bring little Levi up and just stay in the atmosphere of prayer. If y'all give me just a little music in the background, please. Praise the Lord. And I'm, we're going to pray over little man this morning. I'm going to let his mother tell, tell you what is going on with him. And he's got to go to the doctor, Pastor John, if you'll come on up. And uh, let her tell you uh, what's going on. And we're going to have prayer for him this morning. Amen. Amen. The 11th has to go have surgery to get tubes put in his ears. It's not a major thing, but he has fluid build up behind both of his ears, and it's causing a hearing loss um, that's impacting his ability to talk and speak and stuff like that. Um, so he's two, and he doesn't really have any words at this point in time because his hearing loss is going on. So he goes July 11th, so we just want to pray that the tubes will fix the issues, that he will start hearing again, that we don't have to do anything else, and that he'll start talking and helping him communicate what he needs to do, and that the surgery goes well. Amen. You're going to start communicating. You'll be talking back to mom and dad before you know it, right? Amen. Praise the Lord. Stretch your hands this way. How you believe the healer's in the house today? How many of you know that we can have a miracle right here this morning? Let's pray, church. I know you love this family with all your heart. Let's pray for him. Father, I thank you right now. Lord, you are the healer, and you're in the house this morning. 
God, we're asking you for a miraculous miracle. We're asking you, Lord, to go in right now. And Lord, we're asking you to drain and get this fluid out of his ears. And God, we're asking for a miracle, Lord. We would love to hear them come back and give a testimony that he didn't have to have that operation. Because, God, you are the ultimate healer. You are the doctor. You're the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, God. And you are the healer, God, as we see you walk up and down the four gospels healing each day. We're believing by faith, God, that you have touched him and you are, have healed him. There is healing, God. Thank you for going in and healing him. Thank you, God, for the, for the, the message of the doctors we're going to get back. Thank you for the good report. We're just like Joshua and Caleb. They're coming back with a good report in Jesus' name. Let's give them a hand this morning. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Turn around and tell your neighbor they look good. Turn around and tell your other neighbor he looks a little better. Hallelujah. Can you say amen this morning? Happy 4th of July. Praise the Lord. It's good to feel the presence of the Lord in this house. Um, how, many of you, how many of you needed that this morning? Amen. Little man can't talk, but he can cry, right? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're believing God's going to heal him. Amen. Praise the, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. With everything going on in our world and our nation and everything, it's just so good to come in God's house and the Lord uh, reach down and touch us this morning. I don't know about you, but I needed, uh, I needed that. So welcome if you're here for the first time. If you're traveling, welcome. We're glad you're here. We got some people out traveling. We got some. Kevin, the Watts family is Kevin still recovering from that bad motorcycle accident. But he is doing good, and we missed him this morning as well. Amen. I want to talk just for a short sermon this morning, just for a few minutes. I want to talk about America, God's uh, America, the only hope is God. America, your only hope is uh, God. Old Fred was in the hospital, and he wasn't doing well, and the family was very, very concerned. Old Fred had some tubes running down through his body, and although, although he was conscious, he couldn't speak because of the tubes. So the family calls in the pastor to pray. As the family gathered around the hospital bed, the pastor comes right up to the side of the bed and stands looking over top of Fred. Old Fred begins to wave his arms violently, looking to write something down. The pastor grabs a piece of paper and pen, and then Fred jots something, something down on a note. At that time, he finishes with the last period on the note, and then old Fred dies. Nurses and workers come in trying to revive old Fred, but they couldn't revive him. The pastor took the note and didn't read it because he thought it was just an inappropriate time, but he slipped the note in his uh, jacket. Excuse me. <clears throat> well, then the family asked the pastor after he had died to do the funeral. As the pastor was doing the funeral, and in the funeral, while he was kind of winding the funeral up, he remembered, hey, this is the same jacket I had when Fred died, 
And he gave me, and I put the note in this same jacket. And so he told the congregation as he was doing the funeral, you know, Fred was such an inspiring man to all of us. He was such a great man. He was a godly man. He even wrote a note just before he died. The pastor said, no one's ever read the note before, including me. But in this funeral, I want to read the note. I feel like it's going to be very inspiring. So he said, I'd like to read this to a group of people that love Fred. Fred was the one who inspired them all. He pulls out the note. He opens it up, and it says, Preacher, please move. You're standing on my oxygen tube. <laughs> Our nation is called the home of the free, home of the brave. And I believe if you and I would look around this morning, we would see, even though, and we thank God, things are turning in different areas in our nation, that the United States of America at this time is in trouble. Could it be that everything that's going on in our nation that our nation is standing on the oxygen tube to what needs to be released of the Spirit of God in our nation. Ronald Reagan, when he was president, once said, America was once a city, a city shining on a hill, a beacon of values, principles, conduct, of fairness, of opportunity, biblical standards of right and wrong. Can I echo, but today, we've lost that as a nation. See, America was once rooted, and it was once grounded in the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we have greatly backslid on our roots. We have slaughtered more than 60 million innocent babies through the holocaust of abortion. Homosexuality is accepted as suitable as an alternative lifestyle. Sexual immorality before and outside of marriage is actually the norm of today's society. Pornogra pornography is rampant. Child pornography is explored on the internet in the name of the First Amendment and free speech, which is one of the sickest images that I can imagine. Clergy may be in subject to criminal charges if they refused to marry homosexuals. There is so much shooting and drugs in our city and schools. Police officers are working around the clock. We even tell our kids that police officers are now are not our friends anymore. They are our enemy. I would like to respond to them then don't call when all hell is breaking loose on your street. <laughs> Movies being made now that such language would make a sailor blush. Professors now in colleges are so liberal anymore. America was once a place where politicians went to Washington to serve people, not to serve their self. America was once a place where common sense rule, where physical responsibility 
was the bedrock of our nation. But all we hear now is bail out, bail out, bail out. We need another stimulus package. I say from the pulpit, get your backside up off the couch and go to work. America used to be where God was the champion and God ruled us as a nation. I really don't, and I say this respectfully, care what some people say because we were birthed as a godly nation. John Adams, the second president of the United States, one of the founding fathers of our nation, he said this, the general principles of which the fathers all embraced independence were the general principles of Christianity, and he said, our Constitution was made for moral and religious people. James Addison, who is regarded as the chief architect of the Constitution, said this, we have staked the future of all of our political institutes upon the scope of mankind for self-government, upon the capacity of each and all of us govern ourselves to control ourselves, to sustain ourselves, open to the Ten Commandments of God. Let's give the Lord a hand. Alexander Hamilton, he was the first secretary and treasurer, and he said this, listen, the finger of God helped us find this country and founded our Constitution. George Washington called the father of our country, the first president of the United States. He said this, it is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. Patrick Henry said, was the man who said, give me liberty or give me death. He said this, it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not on religion but by Christians. Our country is not Muslim, and let me say it loud, it's not Buddha, Buddhist. It was founded on Christian principles based on Jesus Christ, the Word of God in the fabric of our nation. And that's why the United States of America has been blessed. I read a little story this week. It said a leader in a country in South America was once asked, he said, when the people came and founded America, they also founded South America, he said, and they discovered it all at the same time. But he said, South America hasn't been blessed like America has. And he said, why is that? South America has resources just like North America does. But why has South America not been blessed? And this was the words he penned. He said, the men who came to our shores was seeking gold. But the men who came to your shores was seeking God. And that made the difference. Hallelujah. But today in America, it feels like that we have forsaken God as a nation and as a people, that we really don't need God anymore. We want to set God to the side, and we want to be the God. We want 
to be our own idol, worshiping our own things. The Supreme uh, Court ruled that kids couldn't play in school, pray in school, excuse me, that the Ten Commandments couldn't be shown in school. Our founding fathers thought different. They said the whole Constitution was built upon the Ten Commandments. In Alaska, they ruled that kids in school couldn't use the term Christmas because Christmas had Christ in that name and it would be offensive to the Christians of today. In San Francisco, the Ninth Circuit Court had ruled that the Pledge of Allegiance, one nation under God, is unconstitutional. It's offensive to atheists. The works of the ACLU is so prideful and work trying to kick God out of everything. But God will judge sin. The Bible says, who much is given, much is required. And yet we still, in some way or another, turned our back upon God. We don't need God anymore. We don't need the principles of God anymore. So God has said, so many words, America, if you don't need me, and you don't want me, then I'll back back from you. And it's taken us down a slippery road, America. And Graham said, that we're like a moral sewer in America, if God doesn't judge America, he's going to have to send an apology to Solomon and Gomorrah. How many would say with me this morning, oh, and Pastor Steve already echoed this before I got up here, that there is hope for the United States of America. Come on, you can clap stronger there. There's hope for the United States of America. But the question is, there's hope, and there's hope for a nation called America. But we need it in the church house so we can reach the White House. God said, we're the ones to make the difference. And he says, if you'll make the difference, I'll move the oxygen flow, and I'll get off of the line, and I'll... Let life breathe back in to the church. Do you care if America stands strong again? I know I do and I know you do. So what can we do? It starts with the church once again before it gets to the White House. The nation of Israel had turned their back upon God as well. They had came out of, remember I preached a little couple of weeks ago, they had came out of Egypt, they had crossed the Red Sea uh, in the wilderness, and over and over as you look through from Genesis, uh, in the Old Testament, you see the life of Israel, and you see them uh, over and over, God has touched that nation, and God has blessed that nation. Lord, you have touched our nation. 
You have blessed our nation. But over and over again, we see the nation of Israel going back to pagan worship and worshiping other idols. But you know what else we've seen? We've seen God's mercy, and we've seen God's grace, and we've seen God's love over and over again to the nation of Israel that time and time again, he brought the nation of Israel back to him, redeemed them back to him. And then they would worship idols and go to pagan worship. But through his mercy and through his love and through his hope, he brought them back to him again. I would like to say this morning, there is hope for the United States of America. And it's not if God, God is going to bring us back as a nation. So what is my part? What do I do? Hang in there. I don't got much longer. I know you're, you're waiting on the hammer and hot dogs and steak, and I don't want a hammer and hot dog, but if you got a steak, I'll come over. But you just hang in there just for a few more minutes, okay? What is my part? What is your part in redeeming the United States of America back to a godly nation? Number one, if you're taking notes, the blame and the fault and the wrong starts with, America starts with each and every one of us, doesn't it? When we look in 2 Chronicles and Israel was in that state of, they had backslid, so to speak, whatever word you want to use right there, but they had fallen away from God and worshiping other idols. This is what happened in 2 Chronicles. Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 37. It says about Israel. And if they have a change of heart. Now listen to the. You got to look at the. You got to read into the. Just not read the text. But you got to read into the text. And look at the language of the text. And listen to what it says. Here's the language of the text. Israel had to first look at their own heart. It first starts with me. Okay. Listen, mom and dad, it starts with my home. It starts, come on, starts what I, grandma and granddaddy, it starts with what I allow to come in my home, what I allow to be watched on my TV, how mom and dad's acting. Grandma and granddaddy, it, it starts with you. Maybe mom and dad is doing a good job, but you let the little grandkids come over, and the grandkids always get by with a whole lot more than the kids ever got by with. Amen to that, right? Grandma and granddaddy, it's up to you to help when they're over at your house. What are they watching? What are they seeing? How are you acting? What's coming out of your mouth? Right? It matters. It starts first starts with me. We need to have a, 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 a come-home meeting with me. What, what does my heart look like? What, what am I doing? What is my life? Right? I know we get a little quiet in here. We've got to examine our, if, if America's going to change, then it's first got to change here. If America's going to change, pastors, pastors, all pastors that are here, if it's going to change, pastors, it's got to first start with us. 
We can't expect the people to change if us pastors are not changing. We can't expect the church to change if the pastor's not on his face asking God to cleanse him, to worship him, to change him. No, he's not a perfect person. Probably makes as many or more mistakes than you. But he has to fall on his knees and say, God, it's the pastor. Remember in the Bible, the Bible says that God required the priest first. The priest first. Remember you had some priests in the Old Testament in the temple. They wanted to act anyway. And they thought they could get by with it. And then they could bring sacrifices. And have sacrifices for the peace of Israel. And God said, no. That's a dirty sacrifice because you're bringing it. You're the priest. You're bringing it first. You cleanse yourself. So first starts with, first starts with me. First starts admitting, you know, it's, it's me standing in the need of prayer. Well, I'm not for sure I really need it. You know, I'm reading my Bible and praying a little bit. I think I'm going to get by. No, you need to look deep into your eternal soul and see what's going on. And look, it's me, God. I can't help change the America, and I can't help change anybody else until, Kevin, you change you, right? Until we change ourselves. And second, he told Israel, you've got to repent, and you've got to pray. You've got to repent, and you've got to pray. Okay. Verse 37 says, this is God. Here's the heart of Israel. And if they have a change of heart in the land where they have held captive, and said, it says, now, if... If Israel, if you'll repent and plead, which means that plead was, if you'll repent and pray with you in the land of captivity and say, which means admit, we have sinned, we have done wrong, we have acted wickedly. It says, Israel, if, if you'll say this, it's me, I'm admitting it's me. Israel, if you'll say it's, it's me. Priest, if you'll say it's me, and you'll admit and then out of your mouth comes, you know, Kevin, you, you shouldn't have said what you said to that person. You might have offended that person, or maybe you shouldn't have watched this, or maybe did this. It's me, and now I'm omitting what I've done. I'm not saying you omit it to everybody around you. For God's sakes, you tell one or two people the world knows. No, admit it to God. And if it's a brother, you need to admit it, or sister, that's fine. God says, you come and admit it. And this is what happens. God's grace overflows. God's mercy overflows when we come with humility. So my prayer is today that all of us, before we leave this building, during one more worship song, that we're going to just take a moment at this church house and the pastors that are here and, and, and all of us and the teachers and Sunday school teachers. And if you teach a class, and we're going to just, we're going to admit, God, it's me right here. Even though I might not think, it's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Because verse 36 says, for there's no one who does not sin. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 said this. For, let's say it all together. I've said this many times. For we all have sinned. Let's say it. 
and come short of the glory of God. What's all mean? Come on, come on. What's all mean? It means all. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to get rid of the shame. We're going to get rid of the guilt. We're going to get rid of the condemnation. America, what God wants us to do is come to the foot of the cross. Because there's victory at the foot of the cross. In chapter 7 and verse 14 it says, America, listen to what God says. If my people, my people, which are called by my name, they'll humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their what? Okay, can I just intersect before I close? I don't know where we ever came up with this gospel that I can just come to the altar and say a prayer and ask God to forgive me and fill out a, a little card saying I've gave my life to Christ and then just walk out the door and live anyway. And think that God's going to bless me. Because you walk into this altar doesn't mean anything unless your heart is changed. My dad didn't go to the altar and got saved. He got saved in an old truck beside of a road. He got filled with the Holy Spirit in an old truck beside of he pulled over. But I can tell you one thing, by taking, talking to my mom, I wouldn't be a year old, that God changed the life of my, my dad. It needs to be more than just words. Come on, church. It needs to be from the heart. Well, look at what he says in the last part of it. Then I'm going to hear from heaven. And then. I'm going to forgive your sin, and I love this last part as well. I'm going to heal your land. God said, America, if you come to me with forgiveness, then I'm going to heal your land. I'm going to prosper your land. I'm going to bring increase into your land. I'm going to smile upon your land. I'm going to make your land the head and not the tail. And you're going to succeed. You're going to come out on top. And you're going to be blessed beyond measure, America, if you'll pray and come back to me. Then I'm going to hear from heaven. I'm going to heal your land. I'm going to heal your home. I'm going to heal your job. How many need your 401K healed? Amen. <laughs> your family. I'm going to heal your wife, your husband, your friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. The Bible says I'm going to heal and restore what the locusts and the canker worms, the Bible says in one part of Scripture, has destroyed. And then he says, listen to the love of our Heavenly Father. He says, I'm going to restore and I'm going to bring back to you. Now that's a place to give the Lord a hand. That if I repent, he's going to restore and he's going to make our nation great again. I want to close with this. For all of you that have been praying for revival and a move of God. In that same book of the Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 through 3. Listen to what it says. When Solomon finished praying, 
We're going to leave on a high note. When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. You know how that translates in today's language reading into the text? In the New Covenant, in the New Testament? Yes, just like he, how many of you felt the Spirit of the Lord this morning in the church house? But you know what? Not only when we're gathered, but the glory of the Lord fills this temple. See, I need to, I don't know about you, but Tuesday when I ain't having too good of a day, I need the glory of the Lord to fill this temple. Amen. And then the priest cannot enter the, uh, the temple, the Lord, because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down, the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground, and they worship and give thanks to the Lord, saying, He is good, and because of all of their wickedness, because of all of their sin, they've come back. They've come back to God. The glory of the Lord has come back in the temple. They fall flat on their face and they said to the Lord, He is good and His love endures forever. Let's give the Lord a hand. Because Psalms chapter 33 and verse 19, if the band will quickly come. Psalms 33 and verse 19 says, let's say it all together. Blessed is the nation... Whose God is their Lord. God is the Lord. Let's say that again. Blessed is the nation, is the nation. whose God is their Lord. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before we uh, before we leave this morning, I want everybody to uh, bow your heads. And close your eyes. And what we're going to do, just I'm going to just take just a few seconds, and I want you to, I want you to search your heart as I search my heart. And then we're going to have prayer, and then we're going to sing a last worship song before we leave on this beautiful Fourth of July. So I want you to search your heart for the next few minutes. pray this morning. You pray in your own way. Father, I ask you this morning that you will you'll cleanse our hearts, oh Lord. God, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you're here this morning and 
you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, would you just quickly slip up your hand with every head bowed and every eye closed? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you this morning. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's pray this all together. Father, I admit this morning that I'm a sinner. Let's say it all together out loud. I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this day, at this moment, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. And I'm going to live for you for the rest of my life. If you prayed that prayer sincerely, you're just as saved as any other Christian in this building. They're no more saved than you are because we all come to the cross. Amen. Before we transition to, to the last song, let's pray for America. Lift your hands straight up in the air because we love the United States of America. If you have one of those flags, lift your hand and just grab it. Just grab a hold of it and lift it up. If you don't, just lift your hands up in the air and we're going to pray for our great nation. We have a still a wonderful great nation. Father, we pray for the United States of America this morning. Lord, thank you for all our politicians. Thank you, God, all the way down to our government, Lord. We have a gentleman here this morning that, that works in, 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 in God in that area, and we pray for him. He's been coming to church over the last three or four months, and we pray that you give him wisdom. we got a man right here in our house that, Lord, that you would give him wisdom this morning and that your hand would guide him and direct him on a local basis, God. And, Lord, you would anoint him for this hour, God. Lord, anoint God and touch our uh, America. Because we believe in by faith, God, that this nation, once again, is going to be a godly nation as we turn back to God. Thank you for the United States of America, God. We love you and thank you for our great nation this 4th of July. Let's sing this last song.
don't continually play it. God bless you. May his face shine upon you.